there, friends, and welcome to the One Year Chronological Bible Podcast. My name is Emily Mowry, and I will be your host for this daily reading of the Bible with the hopes of finishing in a single year. Whether this is your first time reading the Bible or you have made daily practice of it for many years, I pray that this podcast will strengthen your walk with Christ and be a blessing to you and those around you. What makes this podcast unique is that we read scripture in chronological order as opposed to the traditional Genesis to Revelation book by book reading. I have been making this my daily practice since the year 2007 and I cannot tell you how much it has blessed my walk with Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul says in his epistle to Timothy that all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Likewise, the psalmist says, the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We will be reading from the New Living Translation version of the One Year Chronological Bible. Today is January 15th and our reading comes from Genesis 35, 28 through 29 and 41 through 41, 57. I pray this reading is a blessing to you and without further ado, let's get started. Joseph interprets two dreams, Genesis 40, 1-23. Sometime later, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and chief baker offended him. Pharaoh became very upset with these officials, and he put them in the prison where Joseph was, in the palace of Potiphar, the captain of the guard. They remained in prison for quite some time, and Potiphar assigned Joseph to take care of them. One night, the cupbearer and baker each had a dream, and each dream had its own meeting. The next morning, Joseph noticed a dejected look on their faces. "'Why do you look so worried today?' he asked." And they replied, We both had dreams last night, but there is no one here to tell us what they mean. Interpreting dreams is God's business, Joseph replied. Tell me what you saw. The cupbearer told his dream first. In my dream, he said, I saw a vine in front of me. It had three branches that began to bud and blossom. Soon there were clusters of ripe grapes. I was holding Pharaoh's wine cup in my hand, so I took the grapes and squeezed the juice into it. Then I placed the cup in Pharaoh's hands. I know what the dream means, Joseph said. The three branches mean three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will take you out of prison and return you to your position as his chief cupbearer. And please have some pity on me when you are back in his favor. Mention to me to Pharaoh and ask him to let me out of here, for I was kidnapped from my homeland, the land of the Hebrews. Now I'm here in jail, but I did nothing to deserve it. When the chief baker saw that the first dream had such a good meaning, he told his dream to Joseph too. In my dream, he said, there were three baskets of pastries on my head. In the top basket were all kinds of bakery goods for Pharaoh, but the birds came and ate them. I'll tell you what it means, Joseph told him. The three baskets mean three days. Three days from now, Pharaoh will cut off your head and impale your body on a pole. The birds will come and peck away at your flesh. Pharaoh's birthday came three days later, and he gave a banquet for all his officials and household staff. He sent for his chief cupbearer and chief baker, and they were brought to him from the prison. He then restored the chief cupbearer to his former position, but he sentenced the chief baker to be impaled on a pole, just as Joseph had predicted. Pharaoh's cupbearer, however, promptly forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. The Death of Isaac, Genesis 35, 28-29 Isaac lived for 180 years, and he died at a ripe old age, joining his ancestors in death. His sons Esau and Jacob buried him. Pharaoh's Dreams, Genesis 41 1 through 36. Two years later, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing on the bank of the Nile River. In his dreams, seven fat, healthy-looking cows suddenly came up out of the river and began grazing along its bank. Then seven other cows came up from the river, but these were very ugly and gaunt. These cows went over and stood beside the fat cows. Then the thin, ugly cows ate the fat ones. At this point in the dream, Pharaoh woke up. Soon he fell asleep again and had a second dream. This time he saw seven heads of grain on one stalk. 
each with every kernel well-formed and plump. Then suddenly seven more heads appeared on the stalk, but these were shriveled and withered by the east wind. And these thin heads swallowed up the seven plump, well-formed heads. Then Pharaoh woke up again and realized it was a dream. The next morning, as he thought about it, Pharaoh became very concerned as to what the dreams might mean. So he called for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt and told them about his dreams, but not one of them could suggest what they meant. Then the king's cupbearer spoke up. Today I have been reminded of my failure, he said. Some time ago you were angry at the chief baker and me, and you imprisoned us in the palace of the captain of the guard. One night the chief baker and I each had a dream, and each dream had a meaning. We told the dreams to a young Hebrew man who was a servant of the captain of the guard. He told us what each of our dreams meant, and everything happened just as he said it would. I was restored to my position as cupbearer, and the chief baker was executed and impaled on a pole. Pharaoh sent for Joseph at once, and he was brought hastily from the dungeon. After a quick shave and change of clothes, he went in and stood in Pharaoh's presence. I had a dream last night, Pharaoh told him, and none of these men can tell me what it means. But I have heard that you can interpret dreams, and that is why I have called you. It is beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied, but God will tell you what it means and will set you at ease. So Pharaoh told him the dream. I was standing on the back of the Nile River, he said. Suddenly, seven fat, healthy-looking cows came up out of the river and began grazing along its bank. But then seven other cows came up from the river, and they were very thin and gaunt. In fact, I've never seen such ugly animals in all the land of Egypt. These thin, ugly cows came up and ate the seven fat ones that had come out from the river first. But afterward, they were still as ugly and gaunt as before. Then I woke up. A little later, I had another dream. This time, there were seven heads of grain on one stalk, and seven heads were plump and full. Then out of the same stalk came seven withered heads shriveled by the east wind, and the withered heads swallowed up the plump ones. I told these dreams to my magicians, but not one of them could tell me what they mean. Both dreams mean the same thing, Joseph told Pharaoh. God was telling you what he's about to do. The seven fat cows and the seven plump heads of grain both represent seven years of prosperity. The thin, ugly cows and the seven withered heads of grain represent seven years of famine. This will happen just as I have described it, for God has shown you what he is about to do. The next seven years will be a period of great prosperity through the land of Egypt. But afterwards, there will be seven years of famine so great that all the prosperity will be forgotten and wiped out. Famine will destroy the land. This famine will be so terrible that even the memory of the good years will be erased. As for having the dream twice, it means that the matter has been decreed by God, and he will make these events happen soon. My suggestion is that you find the wisest man in Egypt and put him in charge of the nationwide program. Let Pharaoh appoint officials over the land. Let them collect one-fifth of all the crops during the seven good years. Have them gather all the food and grain of these good years into the royal storehouses and store it away so there will be food in the cities. That way there will be enough to eat when the seven years of famine come. Otherwise, disaster will surely strike the land and all the people will die. Joseph made ruler of Egypt. Genesis forty-one thirty-seven through 57 Joseph's suggestions were well received by Pharaoh and his advisors. As they discussed who should be appointed for the job, Pharaoh said, Who could do it better than Joseph? For he is a man who is obviously filled with the Spirit of God. Turning to Joseph, Pharaoh said, Since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, you are the wisest man in the land. I hereby appoint you to direct this project. You will manage my household and organize all my people. Only I will have a rank higher than yours. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh placed his own signet ring on Joseph's finger as a symbol of his authority. He dressed him in beautiful clothing and placed a royal gold chain around his neck. Pharaoh also gave Joseph the chariot of his second in command, and wherever he 
went, the command was shouted, Kneel down! So Joseph was put in charge of all Egypt. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am the king, but no one will move a hand or foot in the entire land of Egypt without your approval. Pharaoh renamed him Zaphonath Paneah and gave him a wife, a young woman named Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of Heliopolis. So Joseph took charge of the entire land of Egypt. He was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And when Joseph left Pharaoh's presence, he made a tour inspection throughout the land. And sure enough, for the next seven years, there were bumper crops everywhere. During those years, Joseph took a portion of all the crops grown in Egypt and stored them for the government in nearby cities. After seven years, the granaries were filled to overflowing. There was so much grain like sand on the seashore that people could not keep track of the amount. During this time, before the arrival of the first of the famine years, two sons were born to Joseph and his wife Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, a priest of Heliopolis. Joseph named his older son Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my troubles and the family of my father. Joseph named his second son Ephraim, for he said, God has made me fruitful in this land of my suffering. At last, the seven years of plenty came to an end, and the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had predicted. There were crop failures in all the surrounding countries, too, but in Egypt, there was plenty of grain in the storehouses. Throughout the land of Egypt, the people began to starve. They pleaded with Pharaoh for food, and he told them, go to Joseph and do whatever he tells you. So with severe famine everywhere in the land, Joseph opened up the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians. And people from surrounding lands also came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph because the famine was severe throughout the world. That's the end of today's reading. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast and tell your friends about it. As we leave today, I pray blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen and amen. God bless you, dear friends. Thank you.